I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. Hi, today we're going to talk about how you take a lead and turn it into a prospect and eventually into a good design job. Now, it's really important that you get really clear on this process. And process is what you do to get that client, that lead into becoming a real client. And what I would recommend you to do is to write down what you're doing. Because once you write it down and take a look at it, you can figure out where you could improve it or where you could take something out or where you could, where you can make it better, essentially. And, you know, once it's in writing, you can see it. It's kind of like doing a, a little space plan. You can look at something and say, I think I know where it's going to go. But when you go to draw it and get it into scale, you go, ah, well, that didn't work the way I thought it would. Maybe I'll do this. Okay. And it, and, and it allows you to tweak it a little bit. That's why we draw things first, right? Well, you can do the same thing with all these business systems. So I'm encouraging you to take a look at this one because this is really important. This is the very beginning piece about how you take that lead into being a potential customer. Now, that is what a lead is. It's, it is a potential customer. It's someone who showed up at your doorstep. So the first thing that you want to take a look at is where did they come from? Okay, because wherever they came from, you want to do more of that, right? So then you got more of those things. You want to observe where people show up and how they got there. It's a very good question to be asking when you're talking to them on your discovery call. So where did they come from? Well, leads can come from from things you're doing every day, like yoga class. <laughs> you went to have a cup of tea afterwards and talking to people, and and you talk about what what you do, and and you can leads can come out of that or moms talking to moms at soccer games. I know there's a lot of stuff that comes out of that. It's interesting. Parties, um, any kind of place. Now you think of in a, in a party or a networking event or, or a, a luncheon where like a business luncheon, that's a really good place to network too. Cause everybody's there to meet somebody and just talk and there's no pressure in the situation, but you want to be really clean and focused about how it is you present yourself. If you're at a party and you get cornered by somebody, right, and they ask you what you do and you say, I'm a designer, um, they you usually don't get the response of, you know, oh, let me, let me call you to over to my house and, and let's do a job together. It, you get something like more like, Oh, that's so cool. I always wanted to do that. That must be so much fun. You know what? I think I have talent. You know, could I follow you around? I'm gonna, you know, you, you get into this whole thing about being a designer instead of making the connection of into a potential lead. Okay. So you want to be a little more clear about those situations, about what you have going there and how you're going to take, how you're going to use it. So when somebody corners you, at at a party and wants to talk about their bathroom remodel, it's like 
don't do it. Okay. Think about what, what a doctor would do. If you went up to somebody who was a doctor and you wanted to talk about your elbow, you could say, Oh, okay. Well, you know, give me a call at the office and I'll, I'll be happy to help you. That's what you have to say. Same thing. Respond like a professional and ask them to call you at your office. Give them a card. That would be great. That is that you're just converting it into a lead. Okay. So that's an important, important piece. It's also important when you're in those kind of networking situations where leads can come in that you have a good elevator speech. Okay. That's kind of a marketing term, but, but an elevator speech, it's called an elevator speech because you need to be able to say who your client is, what the problem is we solve and why you're so special all in about less than two minutes or the time it takes an elevator to get to the top of a building. Right. So saying that I'm an interior designer. Um, doesn't get you there because what happens is people react to that as an idea of, oh, what a cool job. Um, and you know, it is mostly <laughs> sometimes, right? But that's not the reaction you want when you're in a situation that could produce some good networking. All right. So having a good, um, elevator speech is important. Now, what that sounds like is something like, and I just made this up. This is just kind of on the fly. I own Kathy Cotton Interior Design. We're a boutique design firm that works for busy professionals to create the beautiful home they deserve. You know, and after a few short meetings with me, we get to work, we take care of all the details, and all our clients have to do is move in and enjoy their new space. Okay? When you say that to somebody, they have a very clear idea of who it is that you work with, and they could actually refer something to you. Right? So it's totally different than just saying, what you do is saying, you know, who you work with, those, those uh, busy professionals, right? And what do we want? Well, they deserve this really nice house and they don't have time to do it, right? And how I can do it for them. That's really what you're saying and that I take care, I take care of everything really quickly, take care of all the details, right? So we're talking about busy people who have the money to do this. That's really what you're saying in a very nice way, okay? So you want to get that piece in place. That's something we teach here at IDBA. It's one of our core begin, beginning pieces, actually the beginning of your marketing piece is getting really clear on that client and the problem you solve. So, you know, when you say that to somebody, they have a really good idea of who it is that you would help. And very often when you say that, when you get a successful elevator speech going, the person you're saying to will go, oh, you know what? You need to talk to my sister. She really needs you. Great. There's your lead. Just like that. Now, the other situation, when somebody's jumping in and trying to talk to you about their project at a party or in a social situation, uh, I don't like to do that. I don't, that's my work. I don't want to talk about my work, you know, right? So, you know, the thing to say there is, hey, that, you know, I'd love to talk to you about your project. Just give me a call at the office and we'll set up a time to, to do a discovery call and talk about it, okay? There's another piece where you just set up a lead just because of the way you set it. Okay. You're inviting them in, but you're also setting up the fact that you're professional and that you have to make an appointment. All right. And that's a really important thing. Okay. And notice I didn't say, just call me up and we'll talk about it. And <laughs> call and call and we'll make an appointment. Okay. It's important that you be very businesslike and busy and that you're not just sitting there waiting to pick up the phone and talking to somebody because you actually you're not you're doing stuff and if you give people that leeway they're going to call you at the most inopportune times like you know when your kids having a meltdown or 
dog is having barking fits, right? And you can't talk. If you have these things planned out, um, you can do a much better job of actually serving the client and serving yourself. Okay. So you always want to have that opportunity to have that, that appointment booking piece. Now, when somebody calls you, you need to sound like a business. Okay. I, I am almost I'm always amazed at how many pretty high level designers doing some pretty big jobs. And when you call them, I get, I get the, the standard message you have reached 487-642-9942. They're not here. You know, it's like, that's not a business. What is that? That's somebody's personal cell phone. That's not, that's not um, an advantage in this situation. So, you know, it's very easy to have a business number. Um, it's just a service. You can do it. There's lots of services online that do it. They're just kind of back-end numbers, and, and you can have a business number and still keep your phone and, and all, all of those things. Um, but it needs to have a message on it that says, this is Kathy Cotton Interior Design. If you reach this message, I'm either with another client or after business hours, so we'll, you know, we'll be back at you within the next business day. Something like that. That is a business front end so that when somebody calls, they know they got a business. If you get that, that, that typical you have reached number thing, you don't know if you're talking to the right person or not. Okay. That's, and the experience. Remember in, in high end anything, it's all about experience and bragging right. Okay. And we want to create experience for the client and you start at the very, very beginning. I mean, it's just like design. You, you can't skip anything. You got to do it really right, right from the beginning. And that means that first touch needs to be very professional, very friendly, very open, welcoming, but professional. Okay. And by doing so, you're setting yourself up to a situation where you're going to have boundaries. Um, they go with the business so that people are going to take advantage of you. Just to let you know, that, you know, that piece, that piece begins right there. Okay. So, so you want to be a business like when they connect and you want to let them know that you are available and friendly and that you are not available anytime they call, but at these particular times and they could sign up and do that. Okay. Sign up and book an appointment with you. Now, it's possible some of our designers use their um, assistant to do that very first connection with people and do some qualifying first before they move them to the designer. That makes you even more professional and more special. And I'll tell you something, the more, the more valuable your time is, the more short your time is, um, the more people are going to value you, okay? So, you know, think, think about that in this process of moving in. Think about what you're doing. Think about it, write it down and think about all of these little pieces that you could add in here that would make that first piece with the client, potential client, much richer and much more experiential and much more of a positive experience. Okay. So other kinds of leads could come from, from social media, for instance. Okay. And we suggest that you pick one and do it well. Okay. Do, do a lot of it, you know, do as much as you can. But from the social media piece needs to be aimed at your website. In other words, what do people do when they follow you on social media? Well, you want to get them to your website because it's your website is where they tell about you about what things could happen and then, um, actually book an appointment with you. 
that could be set up on your website as well. So that's another way of bringing in leads. And you want to look at that in terms of a system and write it down. What actually happens? This and then this and then this and then this. I mean, we, we tend to draw things with boxes and arrows <laughs> to lay things out so we can see. We make a map of what's really going on. So think of it as a space plan about what's really, really happening there. Okay. Because once they hit that website, they learn more about you and your work. Now know that that website needs to, to not be just your work, but needs to be about you too. <laughs> I see a lot of websites that are just portfolios. And you know what? How do you choose? You just go flipping through and people look at pictures. Da, da, da. They're really looking for a person that they really like that would be fun to work with. So how is it that you, that you project that through your website? Very, very important piece. The other important piece is not only do leads come through social media and, and through the website is sometimes you'll get referrals. Now those are the, you know, the gold standard of, of leads, right? That's, that's what you really, really want because when you get a referral, that's pretty much your, your customer. But know that when that happens, the first thing they're going to do is Google you and look up your website. Okay. And if you're not, and if it's not there, if there's no website there or it's five years old and you haven't touched it and it looks that way, that's not a good first impression. You want to make that really positive first impression that, oh, this is a person I'd really like to work with. <laughs> An interesting person. This should be fun, right? That's what you're after. And then that website can have a booking calendar on it, which has um, spaces available for people to fill in, right, and apply for an appointment. Now, a little piece about that, it, just because you have a booking calendar doesn't mean you, you open your entire life to anybody who wants to talk to you at any time. That's not it. You actually, you get to set aside specific times that you will take those calls. And, you know, it could be Thursday afternoons and Tuesday mornings or whatever you want to do. Whatever those spaces are you want to open up and, and let people fill. Um, know that you have to kind of leave that alone and not book something else on top of it or you'll get, you'll end up double booked overnight. So, you know, don't get in that funny thing. Um, that happened to me a few times. I go, Oh, okay. That's how that works. All right. So booking calendar works really nicely. They schedule you a call, then you can be prepared when they do that call, or you can have your assistant do the first interview and then refer them forward if they're, if they look like they're, they belong there. But either way, either way is fine, but you need to have a process. You need to have this clear process to know how it is you're bringing customers into your business. All right, so let's talk about the call, all right? The discovery call. Now, discovery calls are the freebies. Um, you don't go to people's houses for free. That doesn't, that doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> when plumbers charge, trip charge to come fix your sink or even look at your sink to see if they could fix it, they're going to charge to get there. You being free to get there doesn't put, set you up in the right light to be hired. Okay. Giving yourself away up front doesn't, doesn't get clients. Okay. It just, it just squashes your boundaries and gets you people who want to run over you. So please don't do that. Please have a paid first appointment and a free discovery call. Okay. So if you're working with a web designer who needs that free piece up front, tell him it's not the first call. It's discovery call. Okay. And discoveries, discoveries great. All right. So what happens on a discovery call? Well, mostly <laughs> the client's going to say, what do you charge? Right. Cause that's really what they want to know. 
Um, if you go to the the old way of saying, you know, $150 an hour and cost plus 35, they're going to shop you, right? They're going to look for somebody who's $120 an hour and cost plus 25 or something like that. You know, in the end, the person who's more expensive hourly is probably less expensive in the whole because they're faster and they know what they're doing. You know, and the whole hourly thing is a mess. So you don't even want to go there because you're really going to get compared like a box of soap on the shelf. Gee, which price shall I take? That's not the way to choose a designer. So don't set yourself up to be, to be manipulated that way. Okay. So what you say when somebody says, what do you charge? You say, well, I, I charge a fee based on the scope of work. Uh, let me ask me a little, little bit more. Happy to talk about that. Let me ask you a little bit more about your project and then go right into it. What are you thinking about doing? Okay. And every time they speak, ask another question to go deeper. Okay. Really get into the detail of what it is that they want. Now, one of the things that, that's really important if you can get to is the why. In other words, if we need to redo the living room, well, why is that? You know, what, what, what's, what's going on there? And, and figure out the, the reasons why, because there's an emotional attachment to whatever this idea is. And when you can key into that and speak to that, um, you will draw you much closer to that client. Okay. So it's, it's a selling technique that's kind of an underlying thing, but realize that people make decisions based on emotion. Really not as much hard fact as you'd like it to be, but just emotion. And when you understand what's driving that emotion, you have the advantage. So I encourage you to, to pay attention to that. Okay. So you're going in this project. You're going deeper and deeper. The why, all of those pieces, you know, want to, you want to know about the property, how long they've lived in it, how old the house is, you know, the neighborhood it's in. They ever worked with designers before, ever remodeled before. All, all of those just, just keep going deeper. Okay. And, and asking questions and asking questions. Okay. So at some point you're going to get to the end of that and, and get to the, and get to the what do you cost thing. And you're going to say, well, we, again, we work on a, a fee based on your scope of work. You know, in order to find that out, we'll probably need to be at, at your home and go a little bit deeper into this as well. But let me tell you a little bit more about our studio. We work on jobs for a variety of professionals throughout the city. Uh, we've been doing this for about 10 years. We have a minimum design fee of $10,000, and that equates to a budget of about $70,000, and that's kind of our beginning point. But I'll tell you, most of our remodeling jobs run between oh, $200,000 and $400,000, something like that. We always uh, work on getting a budget first so that our clients know exactly what they're spending and exactly what they're doing, and then we can call out our design fee based on that. Now, in order to come up with a fee and, and really a budget for your, likely a budget for your pro project, we would need to make an appointment with you. We do a working first appointment. It costs $4.99 and we could get started probably like on next, let's see, I could do next Tuesday the 14th or Friday the 22nd. This is a working one hour, one half, one hour to one and a half hour appointment. It's really a lot of fun. And we'll get dig deep into your project and actually get the beginning pieces going. One of the things we can likely do is get a budget going so that you have an idea of what it is that you're looking at in terms of your project so you can get your arms around it. Now, these are working appointments. So 
um, if you decide to go forward on this project with this, we'll always credit this working appointment charge into the design fee because this is all information I'm going to use anyway. This is all, this is all work that's getting done. Would you like to get that booked? Just like that. So what happened in that scenario? Okay. First of all, you threw those numbers out and she didn't faint. Okay. And fall on the floor and cave in. Okay. Now, if she did, then you know that's not your client. Okay. When you say we have a $10,000 minimum fee and a $70,000 budget, if you'll get a, oh, that's more than, that's more than we were thinking. Great. No problem. Okay. You've just settled it right there. You didn't spend hours on this. This is a nice lead and you keep her information in your system so that you can market to her later on. You want to keep this in your, in your list, right? Because these are, these are hard won, these leads. So don't, don't lose them, right? But she's not ready right now. Or you went through all these numbers, throw that those things out, and she went, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, that sounds good. Great. You just qualified her, okay? You know that she's not afraid of these numbers. You know that she's okay with investing this much in her property, all right? So, so what's happened there is if you really turned it around and used your process to qualify this person and put you into a paid first appointment so that you can go deeper with her and figure out what this project really is and see if you, see if you like each other, right? You know, that's the, the biggest piece is, is this a match? You know, both from her side and your side. So that's an important piece. So what just happened? Well, we qualified her well. We booked a first appointment. We took the lead into a qualified prospect. And now we can go on to the next piece. I'll save that one for next time. So design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on clear, proven, repeatable, step-by-step recipes for attracting ideal luxury clients I share in each episode. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. Till next week, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth.